They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally, that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Episode 32, Inside the Mind of D. Scott. What's going on? I would be D. Scott. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your day to listen to the nonsense that I spew here on the podcast. As always, if you haven't done so, please subscribe to it or follow it. Share it with your friends. Let everybody know about the podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Recording it on uh, September 13th, which is... Not really the official first day of the NFL season this year. That was Thursday night when the uh, Chiefs took on the Texans. And the Chiefs won. So yay for them. But I know I got a lot of friends that are super excited about um, the NFL kicking off. Uh, I'm, I'm a Cowboy fan, so I haven't really been excited for NFL football since the 90s. But it is what it is. We're supposed to be good this year. We will see what happens because we're supposed to be good uh, pretty much every single year. And they always seem to find a way to let me down. Absolutely let their fans, not even just me, they let their fans down. I don't know what happens. They have all the talent. They look great on paper. And then the season starts and (laughs) wheels fall off the wagon. They maybe go 500, a couple games above 500, maybe make the playoffs lose in the first round. But uh, I do know that the Cowboys were getting some attention and uh, not necessarily the best of attention, but Dak Prescott had come out and uh, he says, although throughout this quarantine and the off season, I started experiencing emotions I've never felt before. Anxiety is the main one. Uh, And then honestly, for a couple of days before my brother passed, I would, I would say I started experiencing depression. And of course, Dak Prescott loses his brother to suicide. And then Skip Bayless comes out like a complete D bag and basically says that uh, he doesn't, he doesn't accept depression or anxiety or any kind of mental issues with the quarterback of America's team. And as someone who has dealt with depression and anxiety more so in recent times than I have ever in my life. And in recent times, I mean like the past, I don't know, seven, eight, nine years, something like that. Um, well, Skip Bayless is, is I, it's, it's hard to put your foot in your mouth when you got your head up your ass, but he still managed to do that. Um, just in general, Men coming out and admitting that they they have suffered from depression or they're suffering from depression or they have anxiety is a rare thing. Guys just don't do that for some reason. Uh, Maybe because we've always had it ingrained in us that men aren't supposed to show emotion. Men aren't supposed to be weak. Men aren't supposed to have any kind of issues like that. And obviously that's completely untrue. And uh, it leads to other health issues down the line because we bottle it up and we hold it inside and then things are uh, things are crappy. And uh, not really a, a big fan of what Skip Bayless had to say. You know, it's just some some nonsense. See if I can find a quote here as to what exactly Skip Bayless said. Look, he's the quarterback of America's team. You know and I know the sport that you play is a dog-eat-dog. It is in, uh, It is no compassion. Okay, listen. Uh, and Oh, and he also says, I don't have sympathy for, sympathy for him going public with I got depressed I suffered depression early in COVID to the point that I couldn't even go work out Uh, clearly 
Skip Bay- well, first of all, Skip Bayless has never played professional sports in his life. He just gets paid to talk about professional sports. And that's fine. You know, there's a lot of guys that uh, have never really played the sports that they talk about, but yet they are experts in their field and, and they're really good with numbers and they know what it, you know, they, they know how you're supposed to win. They know what is supposed to happen, but they don't necessarily know what it's like to go out and perform under the pressure that professional athletes have to perform under, especially big name guys that are looking for big contracts or whatever the case may be. So Skip Bayless goes on TV and he talks about guys. And, and he talks about things that happen, and he can't perform any of those. So for Skip Bayless, I will simply say, screw you, pal. It's that simple, okay? I, I don't agree with what he's saying. I think it takes tremendous courage for a professional athlete of any kind to come out and admit and uh, tell everyone that they're dealing with or they dealt with depression and they didn't feel like doing stuff and they were having a hard time coping with just life in general, especially for Dak Prescott, who lost his brother. That's really what brought it upon him. And, and you know, come on. Like you, you just don't go out and you don't say stuff like that. Guys, we got to make it more of a normal thing for us to, to talk about our depression. It's okay. It's not, and, and this, is, this is the thing. There's a stigma that comes along with any kind of mental illness, I think, where, you know, it, it's a sign of weakness. Depression is not a sign of weakness. Anxiety is not a sign of weakness. And that goes for men and women. It is not a sign that you are weak whatsoever. It's actually a sign that you've been bottling it up for so long and been so strong for so long that finally something broke the camel's back. Something was the straw that broke the camel's back. And now we are flooded with things that we don't know how to handle because we've never experienced them before. Okay. Uh, Like I said, as someone who has experienced depression later in my life, as opposed to like dealing with it when I was younger with Anxiety or depression. Never really had it when I was younger. Didn't really care enough, I guess. But, you know, sometimes in life, it throws you a curveball and you got to deal with stuff and it hits you a lot harder than you thought it was going to do, whether it be a divorce or death or just any kind of anything, the loss of a job, something, just something. And sometimes it can be just something very, very simple, too, or very small. And it's just that final straw that breaks the camel's back. I've said it twice now. So we're going to try to use a different analogy at this point. But um, I think uh, I think the discussion needs to be there. And and I, I know I started out by saying that, you know, for men, we need to be able to talk about this stuff. This goes for anybody. Everybody needs to be able to talk about the feelings that they have, whether it be sitting down on the couch with a psychiatrist or a psychologist, or whatever the case may be, and getting in and just talking to someone, or having friends and a support system that can help you out. Um, for me personally, when I went through mine, uh, I battled with it, and I battled with it, and there were a number of days. I mean, we are talking months on end, where I literally felt like doing nothing, okay? Uh, I didn't want to get out of bed. I really didn't want to wake up. I didn't want to do anything, and it, it really, really sucked because, well, you know, I have two children, and having them around when you're not in the mood to deal with anything, and, you know, you don't really want to show them what's going on. You don't want them to see that you're suffering or, or whatever so that your kids don't worry about you, um, which also is, it, it's, it's a normal reaction, I would say, but probably not the healthiest of things. Because, again, now you're bottling it up and you're keeping it inside. And uh, it's really emotions and feelings that you need to get out of you. You really, really do. Uh, so, But I used my kids as my, um, 
as my beacon of hope, essentially. They were my light. They were my guiding light, if you will. And I, I pushed myself through what I needed to get myself through. And I am uh, 99% better than I was. I don't think I'll ever be 100% because it's not something that I don't think you can cure. Okay. Uh, it, it comes with a mindset as far as I, the way I deal with things and the way that it went with me. Now, you may deal with depression. You might be listening to this and go, yeah, but how do I do X, Y, and Z? Or how did I, how do I, you know, cope? Or how do I, how do I, well, I can't really speak on what you dealt with. All I can do is give you the tools that I used and the strategy and the techniques that I used. And uh, maybe you can bring them into your own life and, you know, you know, use them for how you can get over what you need to or get past what you need to get over, get past. Um, spent a lot of time thinking, um, and it was really, it was a process. And, and as I look back at it now, for me, I look back at it and I can go, all right, well, I see the process that I had to go through and I understand the process that I went through and how I dealt with it. It was my, co- my way of coping. So I had to initially deal with the pain of what I was dealing with. Okay. So I did that. And then I, you know, once I finally got over the hump and began to heal, then it became more so, all right, we're getting better. I'm going to be okay. Things are going to be fine. How do I get myself centered and get myself back to where I need to get myself back to? Uh, I've done very light meditation, not a lot of it, uh, not heavy, deep meditation that I know a lot of people do. Uh, most of the time, it was just for me in the shower before I would start, like, you know, the process of cleaning myself. Um, nice, warm, or hot shower. I would just stand in the water, slow my breathing down, concentrate on my breathing. It takes my mind off of everything else that is going on. I try my best to clear everything out of my head and just focus on taking slow, deep breaths in through my nose, out through my mouth. Be careful if you're doing this in the shower, not to be facing the water, by the way, because the last thing you want to do is inhale the water. You know how well that goes. Um, And it's not like you would do it for an immense amount of time. So you probably, you know, you're not going to drown in the shower, but you just don't want to inhale water in general. Not a fun time. Um, So I would just stand there and and I would sl- breathe slow, you know, like I said, I would close my eyes and let the, I could feel the water just, you know, running on the back of my head, on my neck and my back. And I would just slow my breathing down and clear my mind. And it helped me a lot. Um, a lot of things, too, like when I start my day, as opposed to starting my day with negative thoughts and, oh, I got to do another this and and this isn't here. This person isn't here. That isn't, you know, I'm not going to that job, whatever it may be. I start my day more so with um, more thankful thoughts, more positive thoughts, the good things that are still a part of my life. For me, my children, uh, I get to come into work and I get to entertain to the best of my ability on a daily basis by doing my radio show. Okay. Or it could be, oh, I get to go play golf today, or I get to do whatever, or I get to see so-and-so, whatever the case may be. So you try to start your day off with a little bit of a, of a positive note, as opposed to immediately going right into the negative. And then for me, uh, it just kind of, it became a habit and it became like my daily routine. That's how I went about my day. Um, so There are ways to do this and to get yourself past it. I know, like I said, um, it's not necessarily a a, a fail-proof thing, and it's not a universal thing. Getting through your depression 
cannot be solved by me or anyone you know. But talking to people, getting the emotions out to anyone that will listen, that actually cares. You don't want to just talk to somebody. You know, you're not going to run into somebody at like the, the, the coffee shop, okay, that you don't know and you spill your guts. That's really not, not productive, okay? I mean, you're getting the emotions out, but you're not really getting anything in return from that person. You got to have that, you know, you got to have people in your life that actually give a damn about you and, and want to hear your problems and uh, that care deeply about you. For me, it was a couple of different friends and or, you know, my parents. I talked a lot to my parents about stuff that was going on and then, and they were understanding. My father um, has dealt with depression as well, so he knew where I was coming from. And we tried to go the, the doctor route and to get me some prescription that uh, was supposed to help, which I was on for probably three, four weeks, maybe a month. Okay, three weeks, a month. Um, and I could actually feel my anxiety getting worse. So I didn't go back to the doctor. I just stopped taking it. I was like, I'm, I'm done with this. Like, this is bad. It, this, is, this was something that was supposed to help my anxiety, and it was making it worse. And for me, this is personally, okay? Now, I can't speak on everybody and I'm not saying that medication is the wrong thing for you to do. The medication, or at least what I was taking, was the wrong thing for me to take. And the reason I say that is a lot of times what the medication does is it just masks your issue. It, it helps you um, push down the issue inside your mind. So you either forget about it or it just calms you down and you can kind of operate. You know, highly functioning anxiety is also something that a lot of people deal with where you can go to work and you can do everything you want to do and laugh and, and joke and, and be everything that you're supposed to be. But inside you're, you know, you don't feel right. And, and for me, medication was not the way for me to get better. Okay. And I, and I stress me, okay, this is a personal thing for me. This isn't necessarily uh, what's right or wrong for you. And I don't necessarily think that medications are wrong. They just weren't right for me, okay? I don't like the feeling of, well, when this medication wears off or whatever the case may be, that problem is still there. So we have to find a way to face that problem and to, uh, and to deal with it head on. And it's not the easiest thing in the world to do because most people don't want to. Uh, facing your fears or facing your whatever it may be, whatever the, uh, the opponent is in this case, not necessarily something you want to face, but if you do and you can conquer it, you will be that much better off. Okay. Now keep in mind, let's not get ridiculous here. I'm not a trained, I'm not a doctor. I'm not an educated uh, person in this field. This is all me just talking based on my experience. I understand that. And I, I will repeatedly say this until I stop recording this podcast. Um, everyone's cases are different. Nobody has the same depression. Nobody has the same anxiety. We face anxieties over things that just don't make any sense a lot of times. I've had anxiety about things that were completely foolish and more times than not out of my control. And I'm sure that you've dealt with that as well if you deal with anxiety where it's it, you're, you're, you're nervous or anxious about something that really you can't control is going to happen one way or the other, whether it be work or a confrontation or a meeting Whatever the case may be, it's things that are out of your control that are going to happen, whether you're anxious about them or not. I, I know a lot of times for me, there's been anxiety in the morning going into work, not knowing what the workday held for me. And I'm like, OK, well, so what, though? 
it, I still got to go to work and I still got to get through it. And that's the thing is you're going to get through it. You will like with a work day or something like that. And I, and as soon as I start doing my job, it would go away. And I don't mean the, uh, the on air part of my job, the office work that I do and, and which is completely different and something in radio that a lot of people don't even know exists in the business. But, um, just dealing with that or, or dealing with something new change that that's another thing that doesn't, you know, go over that well. And that's for anybody, you know, everybody panics when there's change and nobody's really accepting of change, but to grow and and to mature, there has to be change. So you have to learn to adapt to change in your life. If you're not going to adapt to that and not learn how to, you know, grow and, and change with the times or change with the job or change with whatever, then you're not going to grow. You're not going to mature. You're going to just be stuck as the same person that you've always been. And that's not necessarily a great thing. That's not a great thing at all. It's not necessarily, and it's just not a good thing. Uh, so for those of you that are listening, and, and that's kind of my anxiety and my depression, um, my speech, okay, my, my, how I dealt with it. For those of you that deal with it uh, as well, do not be afraid to talk about it, okay? You, sh- you don't have to be embarrassed. And I'm telling you this as someone who has not been embarrassed about my depression. I have spoke about it at great lengths on different platforms, on different occasions. I've blogged about it. Um, I've done other podcasts where I've spoken on my depression as well. You have nothing to be ashamed of, okay? You are not alone. That's, that's one of the major feelings too is, oh my God, I'm all alone in all of this. Well, you're not alone in all of it. I may not go through the same depression that you go through, okay? My case is completely different than yours. What triggered mine is different than what triggered yours, okay? But you are not alone. There are millions of us that are dealing with depression on some level, So it is okay for you to admit that you need help. It is okay for you to admit that you need someone to talk to, that you deal with depression, that you have anxiety. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And I don't want to make this like a browbeating thing where I'm I'm telling you, no, you have to do this. I'm just telling you straight up, it is okay for you to have those feelings and to feel the way that you do. It, It doesn't make you weak. It is not a sign of weakness. It doesn't make you any less of a person then you already are. It doesn't make you any less of a person. I said that with the wait, the, just the wrong inflection. And like, I thought I had something else to add after that. It does not make you any less of a person to deal with depression or to deal with anxiety. And it's odd that the two go hand in hand, but they normally do. Depression and anxiety usually come hand in hand. Um, so for anyone that is dealing with it, there are numbers of numbers and numbers and numbers of people for you to talk to. Uh, you may not know me personally, okay, but you could always reach out to me. I am always willing to listen to anybody and to help you out best that I can, okay? Um, family members, if you don't have family members, friends, again, if if you deplete all your resources and you can't think of anyone that you can talk to, you can either A, seek professional help, someone that's trained in this and has a much, much bigger brain than I do. Okay, and has way more intelligent and has way more education on this stuff. Or you can shoot me an email or a DM on social media, whatever the case may be. If you know me personally, shoot me a text. We can chat. We can meet up. Okay, we can meet and we'll have a uh, have some coffee or whatever. Probably not a good idea if you have anxiety to drink caffeine, but I, you understand what I'm saying. We can drink some water. Um, we'll just chat. I have no problem with that, and I have no problems not saying anything. Okay, I can just sit there and listen to you. 
You, I, you can use me as your sounding board. You can get out whatever you need to get out. Um, but friends are key, especially good friends. Okay. Friends that actually care about you and that want you to, um, improve and want you to get better. There are people out there that are just, that just don't understand it. And I don't under, and, and I know people that don't get it, who have people in their life with anxiety and with OCD and that deal with this stuff. But they're just like the way they treat the person that's in their family and the way that they treat, say me, we're completely different. You know, the words that they're saying to the other person was, you know, they're trying to calm them down and, you know, talk them down, talk them off the ledge, essentially, or, or so to speak. And for me, it was like, well, just get over it. It's not how it works. OK, there is no just get over it. It doesn't it's, it's it wasn't a, it, it wasn't I lost a bet or I, you know, I played bad on the golf course. So, you know what I mean? You, you understand what I'm saying? Like, say you were at a uh, at a casino and you're playing a slot machine and you lose. Like, well, just get over it. You knew the risk when you went into it. Well, it's not something that you can just get over because I didn't lose a pen. I didn't lose my phone. It was a major, you know, it was a major loss for me. There is no just getting over it. Uh, I know a lot of times for me too, like on certain days, I get down in the dumps about stuff because like my kids aren't around They're with their mothers and and they have to be there. But it's like, man, I really wish they were here. And especially when you're used to seeing your, your children every single day. And then there it's comes down to a couple times a week, you know, so trying to adapt to that and it'll never go away. And I understand that, but you know, getting through it is getting through it and, and getting, uh, getting by it and, and occupying my mind with other stuff. Because with that stuff, I know I'm going to see my kids again and I know that they love me and I know that, you know, I'm always there for them and they're always there for me. And I know that stuff. They're just not there with me at that time. And I really wish they could be. And it's like, mm, man, like I, I wish things were the way they were. Okay. Well, we're not going back to the way things were. Things are different now. There's a new normal. I hate that. I hate that phrase. I absolutely hate that phrase. But there is, I, I've been dealing with a new normal long before COVID-19 made the new normal wearing a mask and social distancing. Okay. And that's not what I mean by my new normal, but you know, it's not seeing my kids every single day. It's not uh, having the people around me all the time that were once there, but we learn to deal with it and we cope with it and we get past it. And we find other things to occupy our minds. And, and, and we also get over the loss that we suffered or at least have healed from it. Maybe not got over stuff because there, again, there are things that you just don't get over the loss of a loved one. My mother is dealing with that now with my stepdad being, uh, being gone a couple of months and actually I'm recording this on the day of his birthday. So uh, happy birthday to my stepfather, Chuck who passed away a few months ago. My mother is still learning to deal with that, okay? And and I think I brought it up last time, the last, uh, the last episode. It's not going to just go away. It, it takes time to heal and begin healing, okay? So, Ma, another message to you. It's okay. And I think, I honestly think my mom is dealing with a little bit of depression now because she's not quite sure uh, what's going on in her life and what, what the next step is or what the next stage is. And it's nor that... And again, I will say this. It's okay, mom. Okay. And I'm speaking to anybody, not just my mother, anybody who has lost someone, anyone that is dealing with any kind of depression at this point, it is okay. Okay. We're going to get through this. And like I said, if you need me, you reach out to me. You're listening to my podcast. So there's a good chance you know who I am. Okay. And you know how to get a hold of me. So if you can't, then find out. Like hit me up on social media, D Scott Radio on Twitter. Um, 
uh, D Scott on air on Facebook. I think it is. I'm not even sure. Or uh, email me D Scott D S C O T T two at iHeartMedia.com. You can email me. We can chat. Okay. If you're listening and you're not in, you're not in my circle, or I've never been in my circle, or I don't know you from school, or I don't know you uh, on some personal level, you can email me and we we can chat about stuff. But ma. You're going to be okay, okay? And I, like I said, I really think my mom is, is dealing with depression, uh, at least a, a small state of it, and it's, that's understandable, especially with the loss of her husband. So we'll get you there, Mom. We really, really will. And I know you feel like you're always bothering me, and you know it's never a good time to call me, but you can call me anytime you want to. You call me. If I can't talk, I'll let you know, okay? But it, you, you don't have to ever be embarrassed or second guess if you should call me or not. You call me, Mom, okay? And that goes for anybody. That goes for any of my friends, any of my loved ones. Uh, don't ever second-guess calling me. I'm always here for the people that I care about, okay? I really, really am because I, I, the world is a better place with you in it. Have you ever heard that saying before? The world is a better place with you in it. And that's true. You know, you got a lot of people that care about you. Um, if you guys are listening to this and have ever been on the brink of doing something foolish, or dangerous to yourself or hurtful to yourself. I was there. I dealt with that. I, I was I was too chicken to do it, thank God, because I need to be here for my kids. Um, but the thoughts crossed my mind, absolutely. And I'm not afraid to I'm not I'm not ashamed to say that, okay? Because I've said it and I'm going to continue to say it, like I said, until I hit stop. It's not a sign of weakness, okay? It's Sometimes people get to that point in their life where they don't have any other answer for it. They think that the best thing that they can do is harm themselves or end their life and the pain will go away. Their suffering will stop Uh, and it will. Theirs will. The suffering of the people left behind with questions and absolutely no answers, their suffering is just started. So, (coughs) excuse me. Ooh, sore throat. Yeah, I, I was questioning whether or not I wanted to even do this today because I, I've been sleeping with the window open and uh, the, the throat is sore. But I know I posted it on on my personal Facebook and I was like, I got to do this, man. I really got to I got to I, I'm trying to be an advocate for talking about depression, whether it's men or women. It doesn't matter. I know, like I said earlier on in the cast that, uh, you know, men have always tried to be the tough guy. Like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. I'll just push it down and then just. You know, I'll be angry all the time and I'll, I'll lash out <clears throat> for no reason. Um, but I've always I've always tried to, especially since I've gotten through my depression. I've tried to talk about the things that I've dealt with and my own personal experience and everything just to let people know that they're not alone. So I want to be an advocate for mental health. I want to be, and, and, and more so just the depression and the anxiety, which obviously is mental health. Um, so I want to do that. And I've always wanted to, I've, I've always wanted to talk to groups of people about stuff like this. Like one of my things that I would love to do is be able to go into schools and talk depression and anxiety and, uh, and bullying because they all, especially for kids, they seem to fall hand in hand because a lot of kids that are depressed in school, you know, are the ones that are bullied because of what they're dealing with and feeling like nobody cares about them and nobody likes them and they don't have any friends. And that's not a that's not a good feeling. Um, 
So I've always wanted to do stuff like that. If anyone that's listening has any ways to allow me to do something like that, to come talk to your students about mental health and uh, about, you know, bullying and about anxiety and depression, please reach out to me. Let me know what I can do and how I can make that happen, because I would love to be able to reach the youth with this. I realize that. And and one of the reasons that I became someone that talks about my depression is a, it helps me B. So obviously there's a, there is a, there, there's a bit of a, uh, a self-centered reason for me doing it because I need to, I need to feel good too. So I've, I've always done it to help myself out, but I knew that my platform could reach a bigger audience than most people could. So I wanted to talk about it, whether it was blogging or coming on the podcast and, and talking about it and stuff like that. So it was just kind of my way of, uh, you know, reaching out and letting people know, Hey, listen, you're not alone in this. So again, like I said, if you got if anybody I, that is listening to this has a way into the schools or knows who I can talk to about uh, talking to kids and reaching the youth and reaching, especially like teenagers. Cause that's where shit's really weird. But you know, even uh, you know, preteen, like the tweens, you know, 11, 12, 10, 11, 12 in there, sixth, seventh, eighth grade. I'd love to talk to them too. I, I, I would just need to, figure out a way. I, I, that's my own thing. And, and I'm trying to work things out while I'm talking into the microphone, but um, no, that's, that's, that's really it. You know, listen, so if you, if you got a way to help me out and get me into uh, talk to some, some of the youth, I would appreciate that. Let me know, reach out to me. If you need someone to talk to reach out to me. Okay. If you know me personally, text me. If you know me slightly personally, uh, we've known each other in the past or whatever, DM me, okay? I, I got no problems talking with you about anything, and uh, I'm always here to listen. I'm always here to help people out. And uh, for those of you that do not deal with anxiety or depression and are trying to understand what other people are going to going through, uh, the worst thing that you can possibly say to someone is, I'll just get over it. Well, well, just calm down. Stop thinking about it. It doesn't work that way. A lot of us are overthinkers. A lot of us can't just flip a switch and turn it off. Okay. Most, uh, if not, all of us cannot just flip a switch and turn it off. So be the friend that listens to what your friend is going through and what they're dealing with at that time. Okay. Don't be the person that says, just deal with it. I don't understand. You can get over it. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal. It may not seem like a big deal to you, but to the person that's going through it, it is a big deal. So, um, Talk to the people that you know that might suffer from it, okay? Let them talk to you. Ask them, you know, ask them questions. What's going on? What, you know, how can I help? Whatever the case may be, ask them about what they deal with. Read a fucking book, okay? It's that simple, too. There's plenty of information out there with, you know, on all of this stuff, on mental health. So don't, just don't be the person that tells someone to get over it. It doesn't work that way. We would love to, don't you think if we could get over it, we would love to get over it. Like we would just do that. Doesn't that make sense? Like, why would we want to continue to feel this way? So don't be that person. Just have an open mind and uh, open your ears. And if you truly care about that person, just have that open heart and talk to them. Okay. And not even necessarily talk to them. Let them talk to you. Okay. Let them spill their guts. They'll tell you what they want to tell you, obviously. And don't try, don't pry and don't try to pull things out. Just let that person talk and make them feel comfortable and don't make them feel stupid for uh, for dealing with what they deal with or or how they feel or what they say. It's another thing. You know, don't don't belittle the person that's dealing with this stuff, okay? Um, that's pretty much it. I, I appreciate you uh, 
listening to my rambles. Hopefully it helps you at least a little bit to know that I go through it as well. Okay? I deal with it. So you're not alone. There are millions of us that deal with some sort of mental issue, mental health issue. You are not alone. Uh, I promise you that. Okay? Not all my podcasts are are deep in, in heavy discussions, especially me just chatting all by myself. Uh, but I wanted to get this one out there. So I appreciate you taking the, the, the half hour to listen to it or whatever it was. What do we do? Yeah, 31 minutes right now. So I appreciate you listening. I really, really do. And like I said, if you need anything from me, you're dealing with some sort of nonsense in your life right now and, and you're feeling down or you're feeling some type of way or you're feeling like hurting yourself, uh, please reach out to me. I absolutely have no problem talking to anybody. Okay. So you hit me up, uh, hit me on my social medias or hit me, email me D D S C O T T two at iHeartMedia, And, uh, we can exchange information, do what we got to do or find me on social media. DM me. Okay. That is pretty much it. I appreciate you listening to, uh, inside the mind of D Scott. You keep your head up. Trust me. We're better off with you than we are without you. I know life is not easy. It's not supposed to be, okay? But it gets better, and it will get easier. And there will be tough times. I'm not going to lie to you there. I'm not going to lie to you there. That was a, a mumbled sentence. I'm not going to lie to you there. There will be tough times, but you'll get through, okay? You're going to need help, and that doesn't make you weak. Do not be afraid to ask for help. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. I promise, okay? I got your back. We're here for you. You have plenty of people that love you, and um, yeah. I'm out of cool shit to say. That is pretty much it for the evening. The evening. Hmm. That is pretty much it for the podcast. By the way, I did not get enough sleep last night. Okay? I don't know what happened, but I woke up and I was good for like an hour and a half and all of a sudden my eyes are heavy. Now I'm pretty sure there's not enough caffeine in the world to keep me awake. Um, that is all. Okay, I gotta go. That's it for the podcast. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you on the next episode, hopefully within the next week or so. Peace. I've been on a low. I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. It feel like my life ain't mine. Who can relate? Woo! I've been on a low. I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. It feel like my life ain't mine. I finally want to be alive.